Oh, man. Degeneration! <laughs> oh, leave that in. Glad you're here, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> to the world famous world yes coffee and ketchup podcast uh we've got a special one in for today uh for anybody who hasn't yet please make sure you smash that subscribe button we are on the road to 10 billion subscribers uh we are on the road technically on the road there um we're closer to zero than 10 billion but we are making <laughs> our way we are doing it well i'm moving on up that's enough Okay, so as I said, exciting podcast in store for y'all today. We have got a wonderful guest. Uh, his name is Zuri Ware, uh, and he is here to tell us all about kind of his story uh, and his incredible transformation uh, and how it started and how he got there. You're not going to ask about my shirt? Sorry, Z. I, I, I tell, us about, tell us about your shirt. I Thanks, Derek. So, like, I was coming back from the beach, as you guys know. I went down to the beach Labor Day, Lacey and I, and we uh, coming back from Panama City. We mm-hmm. swung mm-hmm. into this world-famous, not a locally-owned restaurant there in Mariana, I think you say. Mariana. Depends on who you ask. And they're just not open-minded. They're not open-minded at all. <laughs> I say Mariana, they say Mariana. Uh, I go in and I eat. And um, I had to go up to the counter for something, maybe to probably get a milkshake. And the guy's there, and I said, hey, man, I want a hat. He's like, what do you mean? I said, I, I, I want to get a hat, man. Um, so he said, let me go look for one. This man goes all the way outside to the storage building out back, and he comes back with a shirt. Where is that from, Carl's Jr.? It's Hardy's, man. Hardy's. Carl's Jr. <laughs> You've never seen a Carl's Jr. I have. No, I have. We're, said, le- we're, leaving, said, we're leaving Derek out of the restaurant conversations. That's hey, he said, the hat, he said the hat him. was in the mail. The hat's in the mail. So. You gave this dude your address? Yeah, man. Of no, course. Yeah. You gave a random Hardy's worker your personal home address. My mailing address. <laughs> Which is the same as your. Home. What do you have, like a PO box, <laughs> Mr. Famous he over there? He doesn't know that, dude. He's like, "What's your address?" And I said, "I will give you my mailing address, but not my physical address." <laughs> Threw him off, dog. I seen his look in his eyes, the confusion glaze over. He's like, "Okay," and so then I knew I was cool. Did you get his name? No, but have you noticed that black van sitting out front of the street? <laughs> I didn't want to know who that was. <laughs> the black van. <laughs> Brian's the kind of idiot that would be like, just think you can stick P.O. box in front of your address and people don't know. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my mailing address is P.O. box 1234 Maynard Avenue. Um, making, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, looking for right. the hat, looking for the hat, rocking the Hardy's t shirt. Looking for and, a hat and robbery. Yeah. And what was his name? Um, 
I've got it somewhere, but I can't find it. We now. need to give him a shout. You know, I he's was watching going the pod- to. You know, he's watching the podcast. Uh, he definitely now. is watching the podcast, yeah. and he is uh, somewhere on there. And his name is Randy Ward at Hardy's. And as you say, Derek, Mary Anna. Thank you. So, Randy Ward, peace up. Randy's Mariana down. Randy. <laughs> And this is not Randy. If you see this too, I'm an XL as well. If you want to send me one of those, uh, Randy, you don't. You don't have to send any more stuff. Randy was about that life, bro. Uh, well, Randy can hand deliver it. Apparently, Randy was the <laughs> GM, dude. Didn't even have to mail it. Well, he wouldn't know how to find me, bro. He can't just pull up to my mailbox. He's oh. only got my mailing address. Oh, that's dog. true. That's true. So, that's true. You'll so. only be able to find your mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. They don't live in his mailbox. Anyway. All right, let's re- let's thank re- you, Randy. Re- reel it back. <laughs> reel it back. Yeah. I never, I never wanted to bring up the shirt. I never wanted to bring up the shirt. He had to though. It's a nice shirt. Yeah, he's proud. I like it. Yeah, he's proud. Z, thanks for coming, man. Thank you all for having me, man. Thank you so much. So, why don't you just start off? Uh, tell everybody your name, just in case they didn't hear it when I said it. Um, maybe tell us how old you are, and tell us where you're from, and kind of start off with just what it was like growing up. How about that? Okay. Um, my name is Zuri Ware. I'm 38 years old. Uh, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Woo. Um, my father was in the military. He's from Memphis, but my mother was from Dublin. Um, so when I was born, my father was still in the military. and um, He was stationed somewhere close in Tennessee. Um, shortly after me being born, I have an older sister. Um, she was born in Germany. Shortly after me being born, you know, my uh, my father fell to the disease of addiction, mm. and um, you know, my mom tried to stay around, but it was a toxic, abusive relationship. So she felt like it was best for us and um, herself to you know get out of it. And I remember her coming to my room at the house we lived in in Memphis one night, and she was like, I'm leaving. Do you want to go with me, or you want to stay with your dad? And I was like, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. And, like, years years later, I asked her. I was like, Mom, what if I would have said I wanted to stay with my dad? And she was like, well, I wouldn't have went nowhere. Mm. Wow. So, mm. yeah. And how old were you? How, how old were you when this happened? Mm, I was, like, five. Wow. Yeah, mm. I was, like, five. Mm. And we moved to Dublin with my grandparents, and, um, I like how your mom set the question up to like where you would get the answer. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was bad. Just completely put yeah. it in like, yeah. well, where where do you yeah. want to? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What what is That's, what is mm. that? That just tells the love that, and the selflessness that she had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. See, how old was your sister at this time? You said we're, you were five. We're four years apart, so okay. she was nine. Okay, yeah. okay. In Germany, too. My dad. I'm assuming you're talking about the Air Force Base in Germany. He was, he was in the army. He was in the army. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it, I know my dad was born on a military base in Germany. Um, that's, so that's wild. Our dad was over in Germany too. Yeah. 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 In the yeah. army. Wow. Hmm. That's, that's that's true <laughs> true story, man. Yeah. 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 Well, I was gonna say Zuri kind of looks like he's from Germany. <laughs> so you get to Dublin, and you're five. Your sister is nine. Mom, grandparents. Um. How was it once you got here? Once I got here in my uh, in my grand in my grandparents' house, it was it was all love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really felt the type of love that 
I wasn't used to, you know, growing up. As as early as I can remember, it was just a lot of chaos back home. So, I'm sure. So growing up in my grandparents' house, it was a lot of peace and a lot of, you know, um, love. But they were strict on my mom. So, you know, she couldn't come and go as she pleased and, and, and do what she oh. wanted to do because they was old school. They weren't going for it. So uh, we stayed there, I think, two years after getting here. Mom saved up and got enough money and um, moved us out uh, to the famous Johnson Home Projects in Dublin. Okay. Brian, are these, are these famous? Uh, they are here. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, the south side of Dublin, which I, I didn't know nothing about it back then, but that's kind of that's kind of when, when things started to go a little crazy. Okay, and by go a little crazy, what are you what are you just, referencing right just now? Just being exposed to things that sure I I haven't been, you know, yeah, and all of it being new, especially you. So we're we're gonna be like two years, seven, seven, mm-hmm. seven, eight. That is a very impressionable age, mm-hmm. you know. Very got that drive to kind of fit in, and you're gonna you know you're gonna kind of get in with whoever's around, you know, yeah. and wherever you can find that companionship and and brotherhood. And yeah, I could see that. I can see that. And so after we um, after we moved in, you know, my mom she was a single mom, so she worked a lot. She was a a, a manager at a at a jet food store in, in Southside, and the way our our schedule schedules was, I used to get home probably thirty minutes to an hour before my sister, mm-hmm. and I had a bad habit of snooping. I just just go in my mom's room yeah. and just just start snooping just. Looking for stuff. I used to love to snoop. Derek, I was just about to jump. Derek, you ever snoop through sharing stuff? I wasn't much of a snoop. You're snooper. such a liar. Oh, my. He's uh, so full of crap. Uh, as soon as he hit us with like the, ah, you're full of so. crap. You I don't think like, so. Yeah, whatever. When that Salt and Pepper came out with that song, Sloop, I would reword it. Snoop, snoop baby. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I love I'm it. I want to snoop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that may be the worst one of the of the episode, folks. I have no. Hang in there. We got more to come. Oh, yeah. Still early. So you're snooping around. Yeah. Yeah. Right this time, I'm uh I'm like ten years old, and I come across a, a ashtray up under her bed. She smoked cigarette and um drank alcohol, and I find this ashtray up under her bed, and I see like this thing that look like a cigarette with no filter on it. So I'm like, that's a funny looking cigarette right now. Look at the time. I think I still got about 45 minutes. I don't even know where this came from, but just go light it up and, and smoke it. So I did. Sure. Hit it a couple of times, seen that it smelled funny, put it out, ran back, and put it in there. But by the time I was coming out the room, I was spinning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was spinning. I can remember being so scared because I, I, I didn't know what it was, yeah. and, and it was terrifying. But – as I was coming down, sitting on the couch, eating a whole box of cereal when my sister came through the door. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't get a bowl. He didn't get a box. Ooh. Like it's a bag of cereal. Did, did you pour the milk into the bag while it's inside the box? And just... <laughs> she come through the door and she like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. But as as the as I know now how I was going down, I, I, I knew I was going to do that again. Even though it scared me, yeah. Even though it was terrifying, I knew I was gonna do it again. Yeah, that's, a, that's it, a 
good representation of addiction, even though it's like scary. Like I don't know, but it does feel good. So whatever the consequence, I'm finna do it again. Yeah, yeah. say my last time. Yeah, Mm-mm. Zuri, do you remember what kind of cereal it was? <laughs> Peanut butter cactus crust. I love it. Man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Something told me you were gonna know it. I had to ask the question. I couldn't let it skate by without asking the question. That man didn't think That's about it. I love it. Out. I love it. All right. Which is actually the only one that you're allowed to eat because it cuts your mouth to death. But it the does. peanut butter is delicious. It does. It's, it's worth it. It's a good. It's a fair trade. You know. Okay, so so that was kind of your first introduction. Smoking a little bit of that, the wacky tobacco, if you will. Um, how did that kind of start progressing from there? You know, I know you said that, that you already knew that you that you wanted to do it again. Uh, so how did how did it kind of progress from there? Well, it it went from me, my snooping missions going from just seeing what I could find to knowing what I'm going in here to look. Now we're looking. We yeah. ain't snooping no more. Yeah, now, now we searching. Now I'm searching. We yeah. call that a mission. Yeah, I was yeah, going yeah, on mission. mission. After that, in any free time I had at home by myself, I was going in there, and I kind of think that she was. Thinking that I was kind of going in and stuff, but really not wanting to believe it because I was so young. I, yeah. was, yeah. I was 10 years old. Yeah. So, you know, it was getting moved, 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 moved. So I was having to put in more work to find it. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it, it progressed that pretty much every time I had the, the, the free time to be able to do it and think I could get away with it, I was doing it. And, um, you know, as it always do, that ended up coming to a head. I had two friends that stayed like two apartments down from us. They had an older auntie. She was 16, 17 at the time. And I was over there and we was playing around or whatever. And she was just was upset going through the house, talking on the phone, mad and upset. She came and sat down. So I'm like, what's going on wrong with you? Man, that boy took Polo been bringing me something over here to smoke. And now he ain't coming. I ain't got nothing to smoke. Hold up, Shawty. I'll be right back. Exactly. I've, I've, me, I've done this before. Me, Let me start. Let me go on my mission. Me, me trying to impress her and sure. see like I'm, I'm, sure. a, I'm an older, older kid. I said, yeah. I, I, I got something. Don't even worry about it. She like, you ain't got nothing small. Like, yes, I do. She like, go get it then. So I, I went in there. My mom in the kitchen cooking. I run in there, run straight past her, run in the room. Went in the top drawer. She had a, a, a Crown Royal bag with like a half ounce of joints already rolled up, mm-hmm. pre-rolled. So I grabbed one, went over there, we smoked, and she was like, you got some more? Yeah, I got some more. Plenty. Ran back to the house. It's got nothing. two this time. Ran back over there. Look, Sarah's about to end up smoking half Got two this time. Ran back over there. We smoked there. Trying she was like, that's all you got? Like, no, I got smoke. No, baby, I got more. I ran back over there, came back about five, six on this time. We oh smoked there. And I remember being so out of my body, I was laying on the floor, and it just felt like my body just was going going through the floor, just like in stages. I was like, oh, my God. Not thinking about that I just stole all my more stuff. And your mama finna be like that 16-year-old girl talking, man, dang, go. I used to have some weed in here smoke. So it got, it got almost dark outside. <laughs> situations like that but in the moment you're just like this is a great idea this is the best thing I'm only going to take, take one that's it now okay I'm going to take two or you know what the whole crown bag crown royal bag's gone oh goodness so it's time for me to go home 
and again dark outside street light come on so i walked walk to the house i'm i'm up there i walked through the door my mom got through cooking i tried to walk down the hall to my room she in the living room which to the right sir i said yes ma'am she said come here i turn around she's sitting on the couch she said come here i step in front of her she was like come here i step a little look closer and she just sit there and look at me and I just bust out laughing. Oh, wrong thing. I said, bust, oh. I, said, I said bust out laughing. I was not expecting laughing. I wasn't even. I, thought, right. I was crying. I was really like fear God was going to be him. I thought crying. I'm so sorry. Like that. I, just, I just bust out laughing. And she was like, I knew you've been coming in here stealing my stuff. So not, not a cat was out of bed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I got beat and, and punished and. <laughs> understandably so. Yeah. yeah. Understandably so. That's too funny. Yeah. All right. So, so obviously, I had to had to impress this this young lady. Um, you know what's cooler than that? Um, so, when did you start kind of venturing outside of mom's drawer and start kind of going out on your own? You know, we're expanding the mission a little bit now. We're just like, well, I'm gonna make a little money. I'm gonna kind of. I'm going to start meeting some contacts and stuff like that. When did it progress to that? A little bit after that because she pretty much shut the missions down. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine so. She grounded Mom grounded off. off safe. <laughs> Mom grounded off life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she pretty much shut the missions down after that. Oh, so I had to, you know, go through that that same sure. uh, older female and, and some other guys because I've always dealt with, People older than me, like yeah. when I was younger, you know? and um, you know that's when the drinking of the alcohol started coming, and you know, years, couple years passed, and before you knew it, I was not only smoking weed and drinking, but I now was selling also. Sure, yeah. sure. I, and I think that's a a lot of people don't realize. I think because you know it's such a tough subject to get into that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much how it progresses regardless mm-hmm. you know uh just for the sake of being able to uh continue to get high mm-hmm. you know for free uh i think you know that's something that i did i think it's i think it's a, a path that a lot of people choose uh and just kind of get into so you're doing this and how old are you you said a little bit like what 12 13 11 yeah somewhere around in there 13. okay you still going to school i am but i'm i'm terrible Gotcha, gotcha. I'm terrible. For lack of trying? For lack of trying and just for just for getting in trouble. Just for – It's fair. Yeah. So, are you acting out for attention, do you reckon, Z, or just it, – it, that's just the way things coming, went? Com, coming to know more about myself by, by doing the work in recovery, mm-hmm. I've come to realize that I was acting out because my older sister was like the golden child. Ah. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I do know what you're saying. She, Some of those family roles. Yeah, she she was like the golden child. She mm. she did no wrong. Mm-hmm. Straight A's, good at home. Yeah, everything. And like every time I brought home a bad grade or got caught doing something stupid, why you can't be more like Starlet? Why you uh, can't be more like your sister? Why you can't? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it was just like, okay, well, I get I get any type of attention I can get, whether it's good or bad. I got you. I can relate because when Derek or Kevin, my two brothers, would do something wrong, they would say, why can't you be less like your brother, Brian? <laughs> yeah. 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 Stop following him. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess that's where my sense of not being good enough or can't, can't do nothing right, 
it kicked in back then because I was always compared to her in in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I wasn't never good enough with with my schoolwork or with pretty much anything because she didn't she didn't get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Plus that's a that's a big characteristic of of addiction, you know, and that disease is. As soon as I feel like everybody's against me or, you know, I'm starting to get in trouble, you know, I just want to throw all the cards in and quit anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is how y'all going to label me, I'm just going to lean into it and become that person you think I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, know, that is, you know, that is very common, and that's, that's how a lot of us tend to go, uh, just kind of leaning into that that identity that we think other people are giving us. And really, we're just getting – people are going getting on to us because we're being ridiculous. Yeah. And also, during this time, I didn't, I didn't start – Going back and forth to juvenile, I, I'm, I'm still in um, about anything that a young teenager would be doing. I, I was I was into it, and um, I was going in and out of juvenile, and it's a uh, um, a situation with me trying to impress somebody again. Oh, yeah, um, seems to be a habit <laughs> for me. <man. laughs> okay, so. It had got to the point. My sister, the move, the, the, the move to Savannah. She didn't went off to college. Mm-hmm. So um, now it's just me and my mom. So every time my mom catch me with something that I'm supposed to have, whether it's weed, drugs, and other stuff, she used to put it in my sister room and she put a lock on the door. So me being crafty, I want to still be able to get my stuff. I yeah. figured out a way to go outside and get through the screen because there was those latch screens that you got to pull on the inside. It's like the evidence room. Yeah. Yeah. And I figured out the way to, to, to pretty much break into my own house. Tenacious. Wow. Yeah. I, little addicts, I'm telling you. <laughs> so I used, to, I used to go in there and, you know, get stuff that I don't supposed to have. And I, one of my friends from the neighborhood went in there with me one morning. My mom was at work. And um, my mom had got her tax money. And she had it all out on the on the desk. It was like six, seven thousand dollars. Oh boy! And he was like, "Who money this is?" And me, you know, trying try to impress. Uh, like, like, yeah, you know that what I got from out there on the block, man. So I just, I just keep it in him. Give him what he came in there to get, and I, I leave. I leave the house and go downtown to, uh, to do some stuff that my mom asked me to do. I get back home. Mm. The door is open from the inside of the house, and I look in there, and the money's gone. Of course yeah. it is. So automatically, but me going into panic mode, my mom gonna know it was me. She gonna she she gonna know I trashed the place like somebody done robbed it. Called my mama, uh, been Pol- robbed. Yeah. yeah, police come all that, and <clears throat> I end up getting locked up behind it. Even though I didn't take the money, she ended up getting the money back. She found it at my friend's. Uh, I think it was his auntie house, like across the field. She ended up getting her money back. But she thought I had something to do with it, which yeah. I did. I didn't take it, but I, right, I, yeah, right, right, right. My actions, introduced the guy to yeah, it. My yeah, my actions led to it. So sure. we we both got locked up behind that. And um, I was on probation. I ended up going to boot camp and got out on house arrest. Still not not really having no understanding of trying to do right or do better. I can't leave the house. I can't go party. So I'm going to bring the parties to me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was on house arrest about six months, was having girls and stuff come to the house. We were drinking, this, that, and the third. Get caught by my probation officer. I get locked up again, go and do another three months. Get out, still on house arrest for another six months. Um, Doing the same things. Everybody in the neighborhood know my mom, so I really couldn't do nothing without people knowing because they would call my mom while she was at work and whatever. So I ended up getting into a, a whole bunch of trouble with that. 
Um, so around this time, I'm gonna just feel like that I'm out of control. She really can't do nothing with me. Um, I'm 15. Um, I catch an aggravated assault, uh, discharging a firearm in the city limits, and possession of a firearm. While I'm, while I'm a juvenile, mm. they bar me from the state of Georgia for two years until I turn 17. Wow. Um, during this time, my father has went to treatment, um, received Christ, got his life together, and mm. was an ordained minister wow. in Memphis. So um, he comes and gets me. Once I get done with my 90-day boot camp, he comes and gets me and takes me to Memphis. Okay. So, and then you're barred from Georgia for two years. go up to Memphis. And I don't want to jump around too much, but I definitely want to make sure that we have enough time to really get to where you are now. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think that – and I, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but having, having you know, Brian and I have, have had the, the privilege and opportunity to kind of watch some of this over the last few years with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has been, it's been amazing. Derek, is this the tree that you were telling me about last week? That's it. Yeah. Derek, this is a hefty tree. You got, you got somebody come, come out here and look at I, this for you? I got a guy that I saw, uh, Lawrence County Info. He does tree work. All kinds of mechanic work, all kinds of different stuff. From Lawrence County Info? Yeah. I think this is him right here. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey. Boys called me about the tree. That's it right here. Hey. Are, are you insured? I got liability on it. Yeah. Hey, not on the not on the truck. Hey, are you bonded? Oh, uh, actually got bonded out about two weeks ago, man. But I think they're gonna drop them charges. We ain't gonna have to worry about them. Oh, now. Not the bonded. That's on the chair. I got a bad feeling. One of y'all help me with the ladder. I don't know how to open it. <laughs> if you don't mind. And now. Are any kids in that house? <laughs> Why? Because when this guy goes down, I don't know. We want to get these neighbors aware of what I'm doing. Because when this guy goes, I don't know where it's going. Matter of fact, this street right here, we're probably going to need to shut it down for about the rest of the day. You don't know where it's going? Derek, I, I don't know. Hey, uh, hey, if you will, hey, if you will, I, I think we're going to hold we gonna hold off. Uh, you sure? You're the first quote I've got. Hey, man. Suit yourself, man. You know, hey, I got, I got your number. If, so if we decide to go, if we decide to get you. We'll, we'll get back in touch. Suit with yourself, you. man. Okay, I do mechanic work on the side. If I can help you with any of your trucks, cars, call me. All right, we'll definitely do that. Come on, come on, Derek. I, I got somebody we can call. Don't get fooled by just anybody from Lawrence County Info or Facebook Marketplace. Make sure you go with somebody trusted like Buckeye Preferred Services. Tree work and removal, over 25 years experience, insured. They are cutting out your problems. You can reach them at 478-484-2178 or 478-278-5574. Buckeye Preferred Services. And as we said last week, 
Uh, we are in the process of selling white and getting order in order ready for black t-shirts. Uh, the t-shirts are $20 a piece. We do have some white ones left over and are about to make an order for some black ones. If you're interested in getting in line to get one of those t-shirts, you can contact us at coffeeandketchuppc at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed the commercial we did today um, and or looking for any, tor- any sort of advertising opportunities, you can reach out to us again at coffeeandketchuppc at gmail.com. Now, back to the podcast. So, let's, let's kind of jump to, because, I mean, you can share it to people, just like most of our stories, it's pretty much that same kind of revolving Yeah, door. yeah, it was pretty much, I ended up going to prison, came back to Georgia, still selling dope. Got hooked on the dope that I was selling, which mm-hmm. was way stronger than marijuana. And, yeah, I end up um, homeless in Dublin. I was homeless in Macon, um, living in abandoned houses, sleeping in parks, stealing to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Me too. It, 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 it was terrible. It got real, real bad. Nobody wanted nothing to do with me. Nobody trusted me. It was It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and, and as it does the office, you know, it, it just takes us down that road, uh, blindsides us almost, you know, yeah. and it, it gets so bad so fast. So, one of the more recent ones, we don't have to go into any specific details, because you had been to treatment where I met you the first time, um, and had a little bit of time then, right? Mm-hmm. And then what kind of happened there? So you, you go to treatment. You had how long did you have before you relapsed? I had three and a half years. I thought so. I knew I knew it was more than one or two. No. And I wasn't exactly. So you had three and a half years. What kind of what happened to lead to that relapse? And what kind of was going on after that? Well, I got out of treatment. Me and a, a buddy of mine, we went and got a a house together. We was living in a, we were roommates, and um, you know that was my accountability. Still going to meetings. Still going to church. Um, I had met my now wife then at a recovery meeting, and um, we was doing pretty good. We ended up moving in together, and during this time, I'm thinking that she's clean, and she wasn't. She wasn't like on hard, hard stuff, but she was on kratom. Uh-huh. And sure. I didn't know anything about it, so I did a little research on it. I'm like, oh, psh, this ain't nothing. So I, yeah, I, so I really, I really didn't sweat it. For the for the people that listen, Chris, explain what that is, if you will, in a nutshell. So, and I and I've been to trainings on kratom. Kratom is essentially the stuff that you can get into a ga- at a gas station. It is a synthetic combination of a stimulant and a depressant. It, it would be the street combination of basically uh, like meth and heroin. Uh, it, it's just the potency of it uh being from a gas station is not quite as obviously strong as say your some of your street drugs like meth and heroin but it's the same kind of thing an upper and a downer combined into one um and i think most of the time addicts will get it in mass quantities you know by and it comes in all sorts of forms powders uh liquids pills you know and it might say you know take two or three pills to take the edge off an addict, you know, a heroin addict or a meth addict might get a bottle of 60 and then just take off 60. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the abuse kind of comes in. Um, especially like I said, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're taking crap and you're not an addict, you don't have any problems with it, you know, just like with alcohol, do what you do. Uh, no hate or nothing like that. But for an addict, you know, and, and an addict like me and Zuri and Brian as well, I'll speak for them. It's just a dangerous stepping stone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's taking it, 
not as how it's supposed to be taken, and it's still chasing that feeling of getting high. Mm. So that's why I create them. But like I said, on the outside, I mean, if you just read it up online, yeah, if you, don't you know, know. If you don't know, and it's being sure. sold in the gas station sure. at the counter, yeah. I can see very easily how yeah. you would fall you into know. that. Yeah, it's just, you know, you know it's, it's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, especially so, back then. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially back then before yeah. we were as educated as we are today. On right. And so um, I really got away from the things that I had learned in treatment. Mm. I stopped working with my sponsor. I stopped going to church. I stopped going to meetings. And, you know, I just got a bright idea one day, like, hey, you know, I can I could probably handle a bit. I got three and a half years clean. Yeah. I could drink a little bit. No, I couldn't. So <laughs> it started out just one beer, then I ended up doing it on the weekends, and then before I knew it, it was every day. And that led to me using. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife started using together, and my relapse lasted two and a half months. And within those two and a half months, me and my wife racked up 151 felonies. Yeah, that... Wow. Yeah, and that that is that is just a wow. that's just an example of the the wow. progression of the disease of addiction, and just how quick you can, it, it can start to get out of hand. Wow, when you say it yeah. like that, man. Yeah. And I've known I've, I know this story pretty well, but when you say it like that, in two and a half months, y'all racked up 151 felony. I wanted to I wanted to repeat that yeah. so that <clears throat> absolutely. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah. How quickly. Man, that's crazy. And I'll say this, see, when I met you roughly the same time Chris did in 2017, when, when you were on the right track before that relapse, magnetic would be the word I would use to describe you. You're one of those people that I would be on the outside of the conversation, kind of paying attention to the people that were having the conversation. You would be one of the ones that I'd be like, I want to get to know that guy, man. That's a good, that's a cool dude right there. I want to get to know him. So, you're just you just have that personality, man. People want to be around you, and people want to follow you. But so I wanted to tell you that. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. and again, you know, hearing that two and a half months relapse after three and a half years, a hundred and fifty-one, a yes. hundred and fifty-one felonies uh, today. You know, I, I know you as as a man of integrity, yes, as sir. a man of God, somebody that I trust. Yeah, you know, uh, I like to tell people all the time, I do not take criticism from anybody that I would not ask advice from. Yeah. And you were one of those people that I would ask advice from. You know, you did, like I said, this is why this story is so important and so cool to me to do today is because of the transformation from that kind of just depths of despair, you know, mm-hmm. and having some, especially for people who don't really realize there's such a embarrassing and guilt once you kind of get a little bit of clean time uh, a couple years and you start to to look good in front of everybody you believe in yourself your family starts to believe in you again and when you lose that there's so much shame behind it that most people don't get recovery again yeah you know and it just makes it that much harder Uh, and i just i you know i want to keep on saying this just to just to kind of let everybody who may not have ever dealt with addiction know how tough it is, yeah. you know, and, and the transformation that, that, like I said, me, Brian and I have both got to witness has been incredible. Yeah. So, three and a half years clean, 151 felonies in two and a half months. Uh, I'm assuming they locked you up for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. They did, but in, in my eyes today, this this is the point where God stepped in and was yeah. like, okay. Okay. Well, you got to sit down. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to go and sit you down. <laughs> yeah. You finna, you finna really screw yeah, up. I, you, yeah, you finna, yeah. You finna get hard. Now. So, uh, yeah, we, we got locked up together, leaving a hotel in Tweeds County one morning. 
and um, this is when God's plan just started to unravel. We lost everything. We lost all our possessions, a whole house, furniture, clothes, documents. We lost everything. Everything and everything y'all owned. Yeah, car, yeah. everything. Them three, three and a half years I had worked for, we lost everything. When thing Twinks kind of got behind you, turned on their blue lights, pulled you over. From that moment, that was God saying, hey, time out. You're sitting on yeah. the bench. You're not in the game I, anymore. You finna, you finna rest for a yeah. minute. Yeah. yeah. So we go to Twiz County, and um, when we get there, they book us in. They, they bring us upstairs, and it was it was seventy seven there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the man <laughs> read the ball. Did he like, read them all off? Like all yeah, seventy seven? Yeah, like, oh. He started at nine and got done just before his lunch. Break. They ate they ate two meals. They ate breakfast yeah. and lunch while he was eating. <laughs> I was like, my, my, oh my god! So uh, we'll call you back up in a couple of days for the mm-hmm. second half. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, that wasn't even all of them. That wasn't nah, even half of them. Yeah, we coming from more. A, a federal agent came and interviewed me right after, <sighs> right after the booking, and you know me being full blown addiction. For some reason, when he asked me, I was completely honest. He asked me what we had going on, and I was completely honest. I was like, man, we just caught up in addiction, and yeah. we just started something, trying to. Keep sure. Keep, keep our stuff going to yeah. get high, and it, it just got out of hand. And by the time I got through talking with him, he was like, "You know what? For some reason, I'm just gonna leave this local. We ain't gonna even pick it up." That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, because that's a, that's a whole other ball game. That's oh, yeah. a, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a whole other yeah. ball game. That's, <laughs> a, that's why I say this is what God stepped in at. Yeah. So um, we stay in Tweets County probably two weeks. I'm in there sleeping one morning. Come call my name. Get up, and they're like, um. Get your stuff. Lawrence County here to get you. Lawrence County. Go out in the hallway. My wife there. They transfer us to uh, Lawrence County. A whole nother slew of charges. Um, and after being there a couple months, they brought in 23 new charges. And That's 100 for people. Yeah. Not 77 to 23. <laughs> I saw Brian's wheels turning over there. He wasn't sure. I was going to get there. He's like, are we, is that 6,000 charges? I don't I don't. 20 charges? He didn't know how to get it. By this time, I'm I'm terrified. I would imagine so. I'm I'm, I'm terrified. I'm like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to see my wife again. I ain't going to see my kids. Um, that was your thoughts whenever it just kind of started sinking in. Mm-hmm, I'll be honest with you. That was our thoughts too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about you guys getting arrested and kind of getting some first details of the charges and what was going on, and we were just like, "Yeah, we, we read the articles and we just, damn, this this is it." Yeah, yeah. we know? we are here. If the opportunity is available, this is this is a. And I I felt the same way, so I got on my knees in my cell one night, and I just was like, "Lord, this." I don't, I don't know what I'm finna do. I don't know what I'm finna do. I don't feel like I can handle this. Um, you know, I love you. You know my heart. If there's anything that you can do with my life, if you get me out of this, and we done all had these prayers. Sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I said, Lord, if you could get me out of this, because you're the only one that can, I will live yeah. my life for you. Whatever you ask me to do, I, I, I would do it. And from that point on, I just went to, you know, separating myself from the things in the cell that that was going on that wasn't of God and got into my word and just prayed. And um, he had provided a way for me and Brianna, which was a cell over from it. We had, we had knock codes. 
that we could have yeah. a whole conversation over the wall. Yeah. So um, y'all on B-Hall? Yeah. Uh-huh. See how. See how. And uh, so we we got to talk on the phone, and I was like, we finna try to go to Promise of Hope. She was like, what? She really laughed at me. I said, yeah. <laughs> was that a three uh, knot for the last? <laughs> 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 no, three knots for the last. We had, we had ended up getting on the phone through a friend. Uh-huh. Both of us was on the phone uh-huh. at the same time. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, we finna, um, we finna try to go to Promise of Hope. So uh, try to call and get an a application and just fill out the application, and, and we just going to see what happens. I remember and we both filled out the application. Um, Eleven months, no, thirteen months later. Yeah. Brianna goes to court unexpected. Um, come back, not on a while. Tell me the call. We call, get connected, and she was like, "They let me go to Promise of Hope." I said, "You lying?" She's like, <laughs> she like, "No, they just, they gonna come get me today." I said, "What about the charges?" She was like, "I don't know. I, I don't know about the charge. I think it's like a bond condition or whatever." So I was like, okay. And she left that same day. And now me, I'm like, Lord, what about you? <laughs> I'm right around the corner, right? I'm, 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 tomorrow, maybe? I'm like, Lord, what about me? Waiting <laughs> on the Lord to knock. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to knock cover the Lord now, now. I stayed in there 12 more months, another 12 yeah. months. So I was in the kind of uh, full 25 months. 25 months. That's I, two years and one month for yeah. those of y'all that. And I remember, I remember when he did his application, and we, you know, we worked it up, got him approved, uh, and I'm just like, all right, man, well, let me know, you know, give me a call, let me know as soon as, like, the court decides to do something, and it'd be like a month, ain't heard nothing, two months, ain't heard nothing, wow. three months, we have to call up there, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know, man, all right, yeah. man, we got you a spot whenever, Yeah. and it was, it was uh, over two years. Two years and a month. Yeah, that was wild. And it was just out the blue one morning. I was laying in my bunk, couldn't go to sleep. I heard the door pop. Looked at my curtain. Where? Court. I'm like, huh? But it folk probably dug up some more charges. <laughs> that was your thought. That's that's yeah, that's, 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 that's a fair, fair enough. thought. Yeah. That was my thought. Fair yeah, enough. Probably dug up some more charges. So I'm I'm having faith. I'm believing. I know God can, but I just don't know if He will. Sure. You sure. know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So I get in the courtroom, and this is like something I've never seen. Who are you in front of? Mm. I can't even remember. It wasn't Gillis. It's kind of big guy, and he, he had dipping in my. That's, that's that's Hilton. That was Hilton yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had me a dip. <laughs> I was gonna say Judge Jeffrey. Yeah, and the district attorney and everybody. I'm talking about they shaking my hand, calling me Mr. Ware, apologizing to me for me sitting in the county so long. I'm in the, like I'm in the twilight zone. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on? Like, Mr. Ware, we're, we're so sorry that you've been sitting down there so long without nothing to hear. Um, your uh, public defender got an offer for you. Just let us know if it's up to your liking. He came back there and he was like, uh, pretty much you're going to get four years on each charge, ran in concurrent, uh, two of those years, time served for the, the, the two you did in the county. Um, you go to Promise of Hope. If you complete it within a year, the rest of it will be terminated. That sounds good. I like, man, give me a pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's an, that is an incredible deal for sure. For yeah, sure. I like, give, give, give me the pen. I, and I still couldn't believe it. Even when I went in front of the judge, I'm like, he's not going to go for this. He's not going to go. But he did. And that's what I ended up walking out of there with and ended up in Promise of Hope the same day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was. That I was had problem. come to Dublin. Or something 
and I was on my way back to Cochran, about halfway to Cochran, and get a phone call. I said, hey, what's up? Chris said, you still in Dublin? I said, no, yeah. about halfway to Cochran. Would you mind turning around and going back and picking up Z? I said, you damn right I will. <laughs> Bro, I turned that yeah. call around so fast, yeah. man, and pulled up at that sheriff's department. It was, uh, it was, it was a... It was a moment for me yeah, to see you surreal. come out of there, man. It, 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 it was. It really was. And the only thing I could think of was, like, God is blessing me, and I, I, I can't go back on what I told him because yeah. it kept ringing, sure. it kept ringing sure. into my head yep. what I what I told him that I would do if he got me out of it. And he did his part, Now it was time for me to do mine. So this was my third time through Promise of Hope, and I, I just went in here with – I went in with – you know, just trying to figure out where I messed up. Sure. And, um, you know, that quickly came about me just letting my program completely go. And God, first and foremost. foremost. Yeah. Right. So I make it I make it through um, halfway in the program and got to start going on TLs and stuff. And my mom at this time, during, during all this, before all this, during this time in the past, she hadn't got saved and got mm-hmm. herself together and left the alcohol and, and all that stuff alone and was just, you know what I'm saying, trying to encourage me and wanted me to, to get myself mm-hmm. together because she, yeah. she was hurt with all the things that I was going through. And, um, got to spend some time with her, and she got to see me clean. And um, not long after me being there, she got rushed to the hospital unexpectedly. Um, one weekend, and she ended up passing away on July the fourth. And um, it was it was rough, but the way God set it up, because it's a thing in recovery about reservations, and um, you go through that in, in, in your first step. And I had just recently went over my first step with my sponsor, and me trying to do the program to the best of my ability this time, I never got honest about the reservation of if my mom passed, I was just going to go off the deep end. Yeah. Right. But that time I did, and me and him sat in there and had like almost an hour conversation about that reservation, and I rid myself of that reservation. And was that not pretty pretty soon before? I mean, wasn't that like? Yeah, that was two weeks. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. The timing couldn't have been more. Could not have been yeah, better. It, oh, it, no. it, it, it was two weeks. So um, that happened, and I was able to, you know, get through that clean and still on the right track. Yeah, and, and again, you know, just, you know, you finish Promise of Hope, uh, and in keeping with that, you know, hey, you know, last time I stopped doing the things that got me where I was. Mm-hmm. I stopped, you know, stopped with my spiritual program. I stopped with the meetings. I stopped with spe- sponsorship and step work. Seeing the the willingness and I don't even think willingness I guess tenacity that you continuously work for your recovery every day mm-hmm. now you know having learned from that 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 first time uh, is what's so incredible to me and so kind of share with everybody what do you do for your recovery now well for my recovery now I I pretty much like the old time and say I, I go after my recovery like I used to go after the dope that's right it's hard every day I I, I serve. I, I sponsor other um, addicts in recovery. Um, I lead a celebrate recovery in Hawkinsville along with my beautiful wife. Um, 
and I just I tell people about Jesus and, and God and what he's done in my life and every chance that I get. I still carry meetings out to the the treatment facility that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, still t- stay connected with a lot of those guys and just try to be a light. You said earlier when you were talking about being homeless in Dublin and homeless in Macon, stealing to eat, and you said nobody trusted me with anything. You said something along the lines about no one trusted you with anything. Uh, tell us about, you called me about this not long ago. There was a situation <laughs> going on with maybe a vehicle being down or something. Yes. Share that, man. Okay, so um, we found our church home not not shortly after us getting out of treatment. And, you know, that's the, that's the church where they have the Celebrate Recovery. That's where we serve at. And um, I got a promotion at work probably a couple weeks ago. And it's, it was a good thing, but it would we only had one vehicle. And that would have my wife getting up at 5, at 4 in the morning to get me to work. And then she don't have to leave the house till 7 to be to her job. So uh, one Sunday morning, she just was talking to the pastor's wife and just was like, yeah, he got a promotion. And uh, we had been praying for it. And it's well needed. But we only have one vehicle. So... Um, I'm going to have to get up super early, take him to work, come back and get ready this day and the third. And that kind of touched the, the pastor's wife. So before service, she just stood up and was like, well, y'all know Bree and Z. Um, they do a lot around here. They serve. They never complain. But this is this is what's going on. And I just want y'all to be in prayer with us for them, another vehicle, to take, take a little pressure off of them. And before we can even walk out of the church, a couple came to us and um, gave me the keys to a 2014 Chevy Traverse and told us that <laughs> <laughs> they was gonna continue to pay the insurance on it and we could use it as long as we needed. Don't try to be in a rush or, or nothing. And then gave you. Ah, oh, that's incredible. And then gave me forty dollars to fill it up. <laughs> I did fill it up. <laughs> sent him on his way. I'm just I'm sitting over that's here in so awe about yeah. you know the whole story yeah. and how everything. Because yeah. obviously, I just met Z for the first time today, and just speechless. Really, I mean, I, I do want to say this. So, as you were there for, you said twenty. How many months? Twenty five. Twenty five months. So that had to wear on you emotionally, spiritually. I mean, we're all human, and you continued to stay the course, continued to pray through it, and then. Again, you didn't expect it whenever it happened. I did, and uh, it's just it's an amazing story, man. Uh, amazing story. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I agree. Like I said, whenever I think Brian was probably the first one to bring you up about coming on, and I was like, yeah, that that'd be a good one. That'll be a good one. It definitely fits in with the the positivity, yeah. you know, and the stories of uh, reform and just you know what we try mm-hmm. to do, you know, and it's. It's an it's an incredible story, man, and, and about the car thing. That is just it's fantastic, you know, um, to go from you know 151 felonies to people like, hey, I trust you with this 2014 vehicle. Mm-hmm. Use it as you need it, you know, and no rush to get it back to us, you know. Because I think people recognize that as well, you know. Uh, I, I I dare say nobody listening or on this podcast has ever not been through anything. You know, yep. not face hardships, not had to reach out to other people. Uh, and I think the people that have to go through that are then the first ones to kind of step up and help somebody else going through that. You exactly. know, um, that, that camaraderie and that that not alone type of mentality. 
Oh, but I, that, it's incredible, man. It's such a good story. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to leave anybody with? Just if, if you're struggling, give it to God. He's the way. Amen. I want to say this before we close. I'm going to say this directly to you. I get the opportunity to speak to people that you get the chance to speak to. So you're, you're speaking into the lives of men that I get to be around today, and the impact that you're making on their lives is nothing but positive. So you are giving something so freely, and then you turn around and serve and give it back to others so freely, and their lives are being impact, impacted by that, and their lives are changing. And I just want you to know, man, that we, I, are extremely proud of you, and we love you, man, and we just we just love to see what God has done in your in your life and in, in Brianna's life as well, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, man, anytime, anytime. Um. Again, as I said at the beginning, we are we are on the way. We cannot be stopped. There is no ceiling on this joint. We are going all the way to the tippity top, uh, and we're getting there quick. And you can help us do that by just smashing that subscribe button down below the screen. I think it's in the bottom, bottom left or right. Left, One of the other two, I, I can't remember. Left or right, it's down there somewhere. Uh, if you did like anything you heard, please smash that like button. Leave a comment. You know, uh, just say hey. Believe it or not, the YouTube algorithm, any kind of comment on any level, uh, it likes to, it says that, oh, people are talking about this video and it yep. likes to recommend it to new viewers. So just say, hey, doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be anything pertinent to the video. Um, you know, we're, we're making moves and y'all are helping and we sure appreciate it. If you I, enjoy it, share it with your friends on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. If you have not, first off, let me do this. This is from my sister-in-law. This is my coffee and ketchup mug it's spelled c-a-w-f-e-e is that and a picture of you on the other stop it stop it and catch up like the, the thing I'll, I'll put it out there oh mercy i'll put it out there you can't really see it thank god uh, i'm not and i'm not going to take it straight <laughs> thank god you need to stop you need to move it closer to the camera no we're, we're sure? all right yeah well, it's fine it's fine they can zoom in maybe or not you yeah know? you can you but, can uh, don't so. worry i will <laughs> I'm going to take a picture and put it on our Facebook page or something. Anyways, thank you to my lovely, wonderful sister-in-law for that. Um, got that for my birthday because uh, I did not have a coffee and ketchup mug, and now I do, kind of. Um, uh, again, if you have not seen, we are world famous now. We've been on 13 WMAZ. Uh, I'm going to try, as I might, to put the link to that story uh, in the description of the video down below. Uh, if you if you don't mind, click on it. Um, who was it came out? My mom was like, Celine. She came out and did a fantastic yeah. job. Shout out to her. Um, Thank you so much, Celine. The interview could not have turned out yeah. better, uh, and she was wonderful. Thank you so much for for allowing us the opportunity to do that. And be safe driving right now in Dublin, as I'm sure you're doing as you're listening. Yeah, yeah, you're listening to us. She said she listened to us driving around to different things to do stories about. So be safe. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank, like I said, thank you for the opportunity to do that. It turned out better than any of us expected. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a fantastic job, uh, and we really appreciate it. Um, as always, thank you to Buckeye Preferred Services. Um, thank you for all their continued support uh, in driving the direction of the podcast and driving the success of the podcast. Um, and then black t-shirts, we're going to change providers. I think so. I mean, that'd be I think pr so. Provider? Yeah. Would that be the right thing? Pr 
provided would be we'll sufficient. use that yeah. yeah we'll go with this not I don't wrong. like it I'm going I'm going to find something better to say next one um but you're going with a new clothing outlet a new provide anyways I don't know <laughs> so but but they're gonna get ordered this week next week we're we are on the verge of getting them done please reach out to us at coffee and ketchup pc at gmail.com for any kind of interest in t-shirts or advertising opportunities um and with that we will see y'all in the next one appreciate it peace